My name is Maria Romano, and I've officiated over 4,000 wedding ceremonies. What's up? What's up, Nick? Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, because if you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. You just heard from Maria from truelovenots.com, where she's a professional wedding officiant and also helps other people get started in this weekend in somewhat seasonal side hustle. But professional wedding officiants can make hundreds of dollars an hour. And in this episode, Maria breaks down what you need to get started, how to find your first customers and more. Ready? Let's do it. Maybe we start off with the rules and regulations, if there are any, do I need to be certified to do this? Or just I put my flag in the sand and say, all right, I'm a wedding officiant now. Well, in Nevada, we do have licensing requirements. And the licensing requirements are that you get a license in the, each county. We have several counties and they do a background check. Now, other states and municipalities do vary. Most of them will require maybe a business license or just an officiate license. But I also tell uh, my students to also receive their ordination online, which they can get very easily on American Marriage Ministries is one of them as well, Universal Life Church. Get your ordination, get yourself a title, and then find out what it takes in each county, city, state on the licensing it really doesn't take much to start. Who would you say it's a best fit for? You know, I'm thinking of somebody with like public speaking experience or acting experience. Because you got to come in and you, you don't really know these people in a lot of cases. You know, maybe you had a couple meetings with them prior. But that sounds like for the person who doesn't want to talk in front of a crowd, it's probably not the side hustle for you. You might be the type of person that people look up to you in their family and friends and they would like you to officiate their wedding. So this is what I tell people. You need to understand what you're doing, how to officiate a wedding, because you know what? There are no do-overs. So it really is for just about anybody that has a passion for love and wanting to be able to provide the couple with the memory to last a lifetime. I just started with a passion for love. I went to a wedding ceremony here in Las Vegas. I saw a woman do this. I said, oh my God, I would love to do this. I mean, it's a great profession because you're walking into a couple's lives. Maybe you met them beforehand or in Las Vegas, we might meet them 20 minutes beforehand. You weave their love story into the ceremony and they're happy. When they're done, they're on steroids happy. You do not have to have public speaking or acting experience. However, this can be the springboard to that if you're thinking about it. Okay. Tell me about how you got your first ceremony or ceremonies. If any of those early stories stand out to you from either the couple or the connection or just how'd you get your first paying jobs here? Okay. So my first paying job was over at the Las Vegas Hilton. And actually, when I decided to become a wedding officiant, my neighbors across the street owned a hair and makeup company, a mobile hair and makeup company, and they did a lot of brides that were coming in and their bridal parties. So I got to meet several of the chapel owners and somebody uh, was actually getting their hair and makeup done and they didn't have an officiant and they um, found out about me. So I actually went over to the Hilton. One of the chapels there was gracious to have me perform my first wedding ceremony. And believe it or not, I got paid $150 for that, which was great. You have different price variations depending upon where you live. Vegas is a little bit more of a saturated market, but outside of Vegas, you can command anywhere between four, five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars a wedding, depending upon how detailed you get with the couple. So that was my first wedding, it was just just the couple. But when I did my second wedding, which was larger, oh my gosh, Nick, 
I, I got down to the uh, Green Valley Ranch. I had went out and I promoted myself. I went to the different chapels, went to the different hotels that had wedding services. And I was doing a pool wedding in the evening. And I was so excited. I had everyone stand and I forgot to tell everyone to sit. So there they were 15 minutes later. Ceremony ended. They were still standing. Still standing. So, you know, those are things. What happens is we get so concerned with in our head, like, oh my God, how do I sound? When you're performing the wedding ceremony with ease and confidence, and that's the key. Have you found over the course of three thousands of these, there's a common template or a script where okay, and I got the couple's names down, I figured out how they met, and now I can just you know bang these out. Well, that's true. There is now for me. I don't use a script anymore. I have basically, I have three or four different ceremonies. I have one that's civil where couples don't want any mention of God, one that's spiritual, just a little bit. And then of course, religious, depending upon how much religion you want into it. And I always carry my iPad or my iPhone in case somebody wants a special reading from something that I might not be familiar with. But for me, because I have been doing this for 12 years, I'm very comfortable walking in and I don't need a script, and I'm able to weave the couple's love story throughout my ceremony. But my ceremony is one of the reasons what sets me apart and what I try to teach is my ceremonies are more interactive when you have guest or virtual guest. I also work with my students on how to be more interactive with the camera and also with the couple so that you're not neglecting anyone. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We had, we had grandma join virtually for our wedding too. It's like, okay, you know, she couldn't make it, but here she is. She's on the iPad. I like this marketing strategy of going to the venues. And this is actually something that my wife and her partner do with their wedding photography business is like, well, how do we get on your preferred vendor list? You know, we shot a couple here. What's that process like? And just, you know, by asking the question, they're like, All right. so in some cases, yeah, you're okay. You're, you're on, you know? And so it's like, yeah. And so trying to figure out where you were target customers are already doing business with. In your case, you know, all of these different venues and chapels, that makes a lot of sense. Have you found for your students outside of Nevada, outside of Vegas, a similar strategy working? Or tell me more about um, how you find people marketing this service today. First of all, you need to market yourself to other wedding professionals. So I tell of my students that especially outside of Nevada is just search out what different groups that are available. Now, there's a lot of bridal groups and wedding vendor professionals in your area searching out Facebook, for example. So you can introduce yourself. You can do a short video, just letting them know. And then you can message them and see if you can possibly set up a meeting. Now that the world is opening back up is I recommend attending events, different mixers with other wedding professionals so they can get to know you Because they want to see you. They want to see how you interact with people. They want to know that you show up on time, how you look, how you interact. Those are things that are important. But in addition, social media is a great platform to just take pictures if you've performed a wedding ceremony. And if you didn't, this is what I tell my students. Have a mock one. Have your friends come out, have them dress up in your backyard, wherever it is. Yeah, And video it and then put that out on Facebook, put it out on Instagram, put it on Twitter. LinkedIn is very important as well. Letting other wedding professionals know that you're professional. And that's the key thing. And that's what sets you apart. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. 
Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A. ANDS.com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay. Yeah. Putting your best foot out there and making connections with other people in the industry like, well, we have a florist or we have a food vendor or we have a photographer, but we, you know, we're trying to, you know, put all the chess pieces on the board for this big day. Yeah. Those internal recommendations or who have you, who have you worked with in the past? Those types of conversations happen all the time. And you mentioned 150 bucks for this first wedding, you mentioned up to six, seven, 800 bucks for um, somebody outside of Vegas where, I mean, you can go, back to back to back to back, you know, <laughs> at the same place, at the same venue. Uh, for other people, it's like, well, you know, if I'm going to be spending half my Saturday driving out to this winery or someplace, I got to make that a little bit more worth my while. But is there such thing as typical pricing or for new people breaking into it? How, how do you see that working out? Well, I tell them to research their marketplace. So actually go to different wedding sites and, and take a look. There's other officials out there and see what their pricing is and then work with what feels comfortable for you. But you need to find your niche. You know, you might have a golf course or a winery that might have one or two officiants and they might say, we already have a couple. And you might just say, well, you know what I focus on? I focus on same, you know, gender weddings, which is a big deal in Vegas, just letting the vendor know that you're flexible, that you're able to provide different types of services. Or maybe you are wanting to gear your ceremony towards religious content depending upon your background. Okay. So you need to let them know that's an, uh, vendors need a variety of efficients. Okay. Important. So trying to either, either cast a wide net or be you know, kind of niche specific there. Right. Exactly. Be specific. And I think that's the key thing. Some efficients love doing themed weddings. So that might be the person you hire that you want them to show up, you know, as Darth Vader or Spider-Man or, or something to that effect or Wonder Woman. 
Um, and there are, you know, officiants that love doing that. That's kind of reminds me of a funny story. So my friend of mine is in Japan and he's like this six foot six Norwegian guy living in Japan, speaks perfect Japanese, but people wanted to hire him to come officiate the wedding. Because apparently it was a, a trendy thing to have somebody try and do it in broken Japanese. And they're like, no, you speak, you speak too well. So we, we can't have you. Can you, can you dumb it down a little bit? <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, what a random niche, but anything that has surprised you or maybe mistakes that you have made or I see other students making uh, in the industry? We all make mistakes. First of all, we're getting the couple's name incorrect. You you either mispronounce them is the biggest thing, or you completely blow their name. You just might somebody, you know, you could be Nick, but I might be calling you John. And I, I had a couple that came from the UK. I'll never forget. And when I went to say to him, I said, so Mike, you take Sarah to be your wife. And they looked at me and they said, no, no, no. His name is John. Mike was my last boyfriend. (laughs) I was like, okay, you really have to be mindful and really be present when you're performing the ceremony. And again, like I said, I forgot to have people stand, sit. I might've forgot certain blessings. And those are things that are important because Nick, as you know, you can't tell the photographer and videographer, oh, I made a mistake. I need to bring everybody back again. Right. Could you imagine your wife having to do that? Absolutely not. So it's important that you understand the framework of a wedding ceremony. People, sometimes they start with the exchange of the rings. And no, you start off with the welcome. You start off with a little bit about the marriage and how important it is. And then the vows and then the rings and then maybe any enhancements. Maybe they want to do a unity candle. Maybe they want to do a sand ceremony. So you need to be familiar. Do you have it set up where somebody goes to your website to, you know, order an efficient service from you. Is it like a checkbox? Like here from the menu of different services here and you piece together the ceremony based on what they choose? Well, I have, yes. And I only offer three types of menus on my um, officiant size where I will officiate or I'll have one of my team members. And those are only students that have worked with me because I need to make sure when I send them out, that they're going to be exemplary with what they do. So I have a sign and go, and this is something that it may be your notary, right? And you want to add to your business that you might either need a separate license or in some states you can be a notary and also officiate weddings. So a sign and go, you come in, boom, you check the paperwork. I do, I do. You sign it and go and you file it. And that's one service. The second one is, is coming in and a specific time of day for uh, Las Vegas, you know, Monday through Thursday is considered to be not a peak day. Of course, the weekends are peak days. So the rates go up slightly You get there, but you perform a wedding. And then the other one is where you're really writing personal vows and you're tailoring it for them and they have a large crowd. And that's another price point. You can't inundate people with 10 different types of price points. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's helpful. And it's helpful to see Okay, realistically, you know, maybe two or three over the course of a weekend. If I live near some wedding venues and I'm outside of Vegas where people aren't necessarily traveling in for the uh, sole purpose of, of doing this thing, this is actually a really cool kind of weekend side hustle that I don't know that I'd ever considered before. So, Maria, appreciate you schooling us on how it all works. TrueLoveNots.com is where you can find her and her course. 
Let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. You need to take the first step because sometimes we're paralyzed. And right now we have a lot of people that have gone through this whole great resignation process, but they're still fearful. And you know what? Nothing is perfect. So find what you like to do. You don't have to work on just one thing. What the beauty of it is you can do several things and do it well, but take the first step. Don't be afraid and find a mentor. Absolutely. Maria, thanks so much for joining me. We'll catch up soon. All right. Hope you enjoyed that chat with Maria. Biggest takeaway for me was the power of strategic partnerships. This is building relationships with the venues and other wedding vendors as a way to shortcut your path to getting clients. And really, it's a strategy that works in just about any service niche. If you want to learn more, be sure to check out Maria at truelovenots.com, like tying a knot. She's put together a special offer on her program for Side Hustle Nation, and you can use promo code Side Hustle Nation coupon, all one word, to go ahead and claim that. Again, at truelovenots.com with promo code Side Hustle Nation coupon. And if weddings aren't your thing, no worries at all. Just check the show notes for this episode and download my free list of 101 other service business ideas that you can start today to get those creative juices flowing. That's at sidehustlenation.com slash wedding or through the link in the episode description of your podcast app. Big thanks to Maria for sharing her insight. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're finding value in the show, the greatest compliment is to share it with a friend. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of The Side Hustle Show, where you'll meet the former insurance agent turned six-figure bird blogger. You won't want to miss it. I'll see you then. Hustle on.